coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today, we're on Chapter 22 in my 30-part series on Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. Getting closer to the end, but uh, 30 chapters, it takes 30 weeks, so we're getting close. Today, Chapter 22 is Supercharging Your Team, and the subtitle for that chapter is Focus on Character First and Competency Second. Don't misunderstand. You've got to have competency. Your team has to have competency to do their job. It's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about if you want to launch your team to the next level, most often there's not a competency issue. Unless there's something new or they move to a new job or they're new to the industry, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you got to get them up to speed. But once people are up to speed, competency is not the issue. If you want to... Supercharge your team, it's all about character. And even if there's a competency issue that can't truly be addressed, I've often heard some leaders say, no, it wasn't character, it was competency. But I ask a couple of questions, and pretty quickly we can figure out character was the root cause of the competency issue. For instance, if someone gets hired and they, they say they can do something, but they can't actually do it. Well, that's really not a competency issue. That's at the root of the problem is a character issue because they said they could do something that they couldn't. If they told you they couldn't do it, you might not have hired them. Or you would have knew what to expect and and been more prepared for it. Or if something changes and someone needs to learn how to deal with, say, a new system, maybe some new software or something like that, or just simply a new way of doing things. Technology is changing all the time but someone doesn't want to grow and learn because they like the way we've always done it. That's a character issue. Growth is relative to character. So I want to share a quote with you from Reed Hastings. He was a CEO of uh, Netflix. And he's got a quote I share. I wrote a blog on it and that sort of thing, but I want to share it with you right here because I'm talking about high-impact leadership. I'm talking about supercharging your team and you got to understand what, what I'm about to share with you from Reed. Because if, if you don't do this, there's no way to supercharge your team. you gotta, you got to do a bunch of things, but this is one thing, an important thing. So Reed says, do not tolerate brilliant jerks. The cost of teamwork is too high. And it's common sense. Everybody on the team already knows it. But low-impact leaders allow it to happen. They allow... Brilliant jerks, they have a lot of competency, but they don't have a lot of character. They let those people contaminate the team. I'm sure you've worked with some because they seem to be widespread. (laughs) And I know I worked with quite a few in my career. Not a lot, really. Not, Not the totally brilliant jerk. I mean, they're sharp. They're sharp individuals, but they have almost zero people skills. 
they think they're special. They think everybody else is an idiot. That's, you know, that's a brilliant jerk. A brilliant jerk thinks everybody else is an idiot. People who think everybody is an idiot, kind of hard to get along with those people, even if you're on the same team. I remember I worked with a guy one time and, and I worked, he was in a different department, but every day I had to interact with him because he had information I needed to be able to do my job. And I had to go see this brilliant jerk using Reed Hastings' words. Back then, I wasn't like I am today. I ain't never read a leadership book. I'd be straight up with you back then. I wanted to kill that joker every time I seen him. But I never did. I smiled. You know, that was just an internal thing I had. But you got to remember, I was in the Marines. I was in the infantry. I was kind of crazy back in those early days. And uh, I just that's just the way I felt. I never did it. I ain't never killed anybody. But I had a bad temper. If you listen to some of my other, my other podcasts, you understand it. But that joker would get me so fired up. But see, I didn't know then. He wouldn't do it to me today. Be completely different. He'd be the one fired up when I left. And I'd be fine today because I've learned a lot of stuff I didn't know back then. But I'm kind of going back and telling you the, the old way. So I'd have to go in and ask him for some information. It was really nothing. It was very simple for him. But he hated to be bothered. And see, a lot of times that's what brilliant jerks will do to team members. It don't matter if they're in the same department or another department. They don't like people, so they try to offend people. They try to irritate people so people won't come around very often so they can have their space. But him being a jerk didn't bother me at all, I promise you. I, I, I love the confrontation, but it was silly that we had to have a confrontation because it would get heated, it would get ugly almost every day. And I wasn't the only one thought he was a, a, a jerk. Everybody thought he was a jerk. That was the only good thing about him is he treated everybody the same, like they were idiots. But if you're a leader, you can't tolerate brilliant jerks. Not if you're going to build a high-performance team. Because exactly what Reed says, the cost of teamwork is too high. I've seen leaders who get it right. And they will remove the toxic person from the team. And a lot of times, they don't even have to replace the person. Because the team was so discombobulated and strung out every day dealing with the brilliant jerk. That when the, when the leader did the right thing, they were so thankful for the leader to do the right thing. And then they, they removed the irritant. Kind of like when you get a splinter in your hand or something. It kind of It's kind of painful as long as you leave it there. But if when you get it out, things get better. It's kind of the same way with these brilliant jerks. And so I've seen it. When they, get, when they remove the person, the toxic person, a lot of times the other people step up so much they carry the load. And see, a lot of leaders don't realize, they don't really think about it. Everybody knows. Everybody knows there's a brilliant jerk on the team. Everybody knows it. What else do they know? They know they have a leader who's allowing it to happen. So when a leader allows that to happen, the leader is losing credibility with their team. They're creating distrust. And the team feels the leader's letting them down because the leader is letting them down. It's a leader's responsibility not to have that type of person on the team. A lot of times the leader, a low impact leader won't replace that person because they, they're afraid they're going to have to carry the load. And if they're a low impact person and they're not replacing the individual and they're the kind of leader that will allow the brilliant jerk to contaminate the team, well, the people are not following the leader very well anyway. 
So the leader probably would be right. But a high-impact leader who wouldn't allow that, they would grow and develop the person or they would replace the person. They're going to have respect from their team. But a lot of times they don't want to have to, the, the leader doesn't want to have to step up. They're afraid I might have to step in. I might have to carry the load or, you know, it's going to cause a bunch of other issues. So they, or it's hard to find good people. I mean, I hear that all the time. We can't find good people. So we're going to hold on to the brilliant jerk. That's one of the reasons we can't find good people. If you got the people who have to work with the brilliant jerk at the football game on Friday night and people say, what's it like to work there? And they start talking about the brilliant jerk. Who wants to go work there? That's just one little tiny example of word of mouth advertisement, how he, the culture in an organization pushes people away from the organization. And the leaders run around wondering why we can't find good people. It's because the way we're leading our organization is what all the people are saying to the community in the community about the leaders and the organization. If you create a good culture in your organization, which is what my new book, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture, the five components for building high performance team is all about, then everybody's going to be spreading positive word of mouth advertisement. And you'll be growing and developing people on the inside and attracting great people from the outside. Really what, what, what you'll be doing is becoming an employer of choice. So first you want to be a sought after employer. So outside people want to come in. But how do you do that? You become an employer of choice. So the people who are already working there want to continue to work there. And they have a strong desire to work there. And how do you do that? Chapter 22. You supercharge your team. It takes great people to attract great people. It's interesting, though, a lot of leaders, they want to attract great people, but they don't develop the people they have so that they become great people. So you have some mediocre people because you don't develop them. Trying to attract great people with mediocre people, just it just doesn't work that way. Not for long. So help your team look in the mirror and understand why the team's success adds to their success. Because a lot of times, if they think it's all about you as the leader, and you, and you think about it's you about you as the leader, you convey in that message. They feel it. You got to help them understand. You got to give them credit. They got to see it. They got to feel it. They got to know when there's when they do well, they succeed, not you succeed. Remember, as high impact leaders, it's not about me, but it starts with me. It's because of how do I lead myself and my team. So help your team understand why and how they should work together. Why should they work together? They got you got to help them understand that, especially if they had any, had any training and development. And you remember, uh, you can go to episode sixty five if you haven't heard it. My book, Blue Collar Leadership: Leading from the Front Lines. That book is a resource for you to use as a leader to grow and develop high impact individual people. That book is meant for you to supercharge your team with. It's a resource for you. The book we cover now. How do you lead your lead others well? But that blue collar leadership book is a resource for you to specifically supercharge your team by developing these high impact individuals. So help your team understand their success is important to you. Not because it'll make you successful, because you want them to be successful. Make sure you earn your team's trust. 
by investing in their development. I've heard leaders say, oh, my company won't do anything. Okay, what can you do, Mr. Leader? What do you mean, what can I do? What can you do? Maybe your boss, your leader, don't want to develop you or anybody else. Okay, what can you do? Can you buy your team's books? No, I got too many people. I ain't got the money. Oh, what can you do? Can you play this podcast on your phone for free? Uh, Yeah, I can do that. Okay, what are you waiting on? Do it. Find a way. Buy everybody books. Lead them through book studies. I talk about that all the time. That's why I write 30 chap- chapters, three pages per chapter. You can read a chapter in six or seven minutes. You got to lead. You can't lead people without leading people. And I ain't talking about nothing off the charts. I, I just had a post pop up just a few days ago. And it was on LinkedIn. It was a, a leader had taken a picture of his team. They was holding my blue collar leadership and teamwork book, 30 traits of high impact players. One of the guys in the middle was holding it up. They had a whiteboard with all kind of leadership stuff written on it behind them. And they had a team of blue collar frontline workers. And I mean, it's just amazing. I just love seeing this stuff. I even know these people were doing that. And the leader was making a post said for the last 30 Fridays, every Friday morning, we've been going through a chapter, 30 chapters, right? 30 Fridays. That's what they were doing. A book study once a week. And he, the leader was saying they were finished with it. But now after 30 weeks, it was a part of their culture. It's about who they were. That didn't cost much. $18 book. You invest in a person, $18. You annualize that out over 2,000 hours in a year. That's less than a penny investment in a person. Less than a penny per hour. Annualized out over a year per person to give somebody one of these books, lead them through a book study. But you don't have to spend any money. You can go to my LinkedIn site, download articles, print them things off, print them off, share them, hand them. People who talk about the money, they just make an excuse. Leading people, investing in and developing people. In today's world, with all the technology, all the free stuff, there ain't no excuse. Except the leader does not want to do it. So if you want to supercharge your team, you got to supercharge yourself. Remember that episode not too long ago about inspiration. All your growth happens outside your comfort zone. Go get uncomfortable. Leading your team through a book study or, or getting them around the table, listening to a podcast or an audio book may not be very comfortable for you, especially if they don't want to do it. Doesn't matter if they want to do it. Doesn't matter if you're going to be uncomfortable. You need to make it happen if you're going to be a high-impact leader. That's what we do. We make things happen. So make sure your team knows they'll get all the credit for their success, like I said earlier. That's why you're developing them to help them be successful. Yes, you're going to be indirectly successful, but that can't be the reason you're doing it. But it's going to happen. They're going to feel it, whichever way it is. So as your team become high-impact players, help them begin to think like high-impact leaders. Prepare them for the next level. See, somebody on the front line, if I was if I was in an organization, I would teach everybody on the front line blue-collar leadership. I would teach everybody on the front line blue-collar leadership and teamwork. I would teach everybody this book right here, the one I wrote for the leaders. I would teach everybody this book, blue-collar leadership and supervision. I teach everybody this book. The reason why, this book is full of principles 
on how to influence other people authentically. Remember, it's nothing to do with position and title. If you're a leader, you have a position and title, but all I'm teaching you is set it up to the side and lead without it. Guess what everybody on your team's already doing, especially frontline people, entry-level people. It doesn't matter what level they're at, but I'm saying frontline, entry-level people. Are they influencing each other back and forth every day? Are they influencing other people outside of their department? Are they influencing support people? Are they influencing other leaders? Are they influencing you? It's the same stuff. They need to know this stuff just much as everybody else does. Leaders absolutely need to know it, the formal authority leaders. But everybody needs to know these principles. Imagine if everybody on the team is trying to do this same stuff. It's a whole lot easier for the team to be successful. And you need to know this. Your character is the key to your team's character. It all starts with you, Mr. or Miss Leader. When I'm on the ground, it starts with me. When I walk into an organization to do some on-site development or back when I was leading Kaizen events and I walked in on Monday and I get a new team of people, my character was key. My character was going to determine what's going to happen. How do I say what I say? How do I do what I do? Every bit of leadership development is character development. They're the same thing. Character development equals leadership development. Would your team be easier to lead if they had better character? Absolutely. That's common sense. You're like, you're stupid, Mac. Why are you asking me that question? I don't know. Are you teaching and growing and developing your team with leadership? Because this kind of leadership is character development. Would my life and my job be easier if the people around me had better character? Absolutely. Would my life be better and easier if I had better character? Absolutely. Remember, common sense, but it's not common practice. That's, that's uh, I think that's episode 68 or 69 out of the Blue Collar Leadership book, that, that chapter on common sense. The team's character is a reflection of the leader's character. That might be a hard pill to swallow for some people, but not for high-impact leaders because high-impact leaders accept responsibility. If they got poor character in certain team members or all their team members, a high-impact leader says, what am I going to do about it? And then they start leading book studies. First of all, they're going to model it. They got to learn themselves how to model good character. I've seen it all the time, especially when I was leading Kaizen events. I hear poor leaders with poor character tell me about their poor team members who are going to be on my team and how terrible they are. Well, I walk in a room, I got a higher level of character than the poor character leader, and I get different results instantly because my character is higher. I'm leading them in a better way. They're responding in a better way. It's not about me, but it starts with me. Remember that. I say it all the time. You must walk the talk. You got to model it. Leadership's more caught than taught. You've heard it. And your success depends on your team's success. So don't worry about your success. Help them be successful, and guess what you'll be? Successful. But if you come in, you walk through the door... Your team can feel it. It's all about you being successful. You're probably not going to be very successful. You got to take the high road and say, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to remove obstacles for you. 
I'm here to clear your path. I'm here to develop you. I'm studying at night on my own time so I can come in here and develop you today on your time. And you might motivate and inspire them to go home and study and grow on their own time. If you do, they will. you will have inspired them. And your job will get easier. Because not only will you be growing and developing them, but now they'll be growing and developing themselves. And probably their co-workers. So I want to touch one more time on my book, Blue Collar Leadership. And remember, there's a 30-part series. Starts at episode 65. It's already out there. This one's not finished yet, but that one is. So uh, I want to help you be more successful. And how? I just talked about it. By helping you help your team be more successful. I intentionally made Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision the second book in this Blue Collar Leadership series because I wanted to be sure I had the first one, which was Blue Collar Leadership, leading from the front lines. I want to make sure I had it ready before you read this book. So when I first wrote these books, I wrote the one for the frontline entry-level people first because I want to make sure it was ready by the time you read this book so I could put it in this chapter so you could use it to develop your team. Because I want to help you, help your team begin to think like high-impact leaders while they're still on the front lines. All that means is they'll be high-impact individuals because leadership is influence. Everybody's a leader because, because they have influence with other people. Everybody's a follower, follower because they're influenced by other people. And everybody's a manager of things and processes in their personal life and their professional life. Everybody's a leader, follower, and manager. The key to being highly effective is getting it right, doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason in the right way. You get all that right, and you're going to be highly effective when you're in those three roles. You got to be in each role at the right time for the right reason in the right way, and you'll figure it out. You'll be become highly effective. So I wrote Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines, specifically for leaders to use to develop their teams, the frontline entry-level teams, although everybody in the organization actually needs to learn what's in that book because it's how to lead yourself well. You can learn about it, and, and remember, you can download the first five chapters at bluecollarleadership.com forward slash download, and also the Five chapters from all of my Blue Collar Leadership books and a few others. And you, even if you're a formal authority leader, you need to learn what's in that book. You'll learn a lot from it, and you'll see how beneficial it'll be for your team and the impact it'll have on your ability to increase your influence with them. So check out Blue Collar Leadership. If you're a leader and you have a frontline team, check it out. Read it. You're going to get a lot out of it. But you read it. You read each chapter and say, if my team actually started living like living these principles and applying these principles, would they be easier to lead? Every chapter you're going to say, yes. Yeah, I wish they would do this. Yeah, I wish they would do this. Yeah, I wish they would do that. They may not have ever heard this stuff. And if you don't teach it to them, they still are not going to have heard it. That's what leadership is. Liz Wiseman had this to say, and I'll wrap it up for today. The ability to mobilize the skills and competencies 
of the people around us has a bigger impact on our performance than does the amount of experience we have. One more time, the ability to mobilize the skills and competencies of the people around us has a bigger impact on our performance than does the amount of experience we have. She's talking about leadership, mobilizing the skills and competencies of other people around us. That's our team. As high-impact leaders, that's our team. And it has a bigger impact on our performance than our experience. You think about it. We got all this experience. It's not doing us any good if our team's not performing. And I always say this. If the team's not performing, it's because the leader's not serving. Or you could say not helping, whichever word you like to use. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.